0: You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids! Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum. I'm super excited. If you're seeing me live, I got a new camera so you can see all the gray in the beard. James Lynch, I appreciate the retweet earlier. I screwed up. I broadcasted to all the wrong places. And then my stream died anyway, so whatevs. I am picking fights for both uh, UFC in uh, Rally as well as Bellator, the premiere of Cyborg Santos. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and by the way, thanks to all of you that uh, listened to me last week. And if you're new on Sports Talk Channel, welcome. And if for some reason this podcast ends or gets interrupted, you can go to AaronSaysWhat.com and watch me there. So UFC Fight Night Blades versus Dos Santos ESPN+. Let us hope your internet is more reliable than mine Uh, If you're on the Periscope, please uh, feel free to join the fun, or YouTube Live, join the fun, or uh, if you're listening to me audio only, please remember to subscribe, however it is you find me, and it wouldn't hurt to leave me a nice review as well. I am monitoring the comments, Darren Till Opinions, Foz 420, I don't know what you want me to say about Darren Till, except for the guy's a stud, um... And I, I think his next fight should be a big one. I, I don't know why it's not Jared here since Robert Whitaker is out. Uh, forgive me. I need to set a timer here. I forget. I'm on radio time, too. So every 15 minutes, I got to take like a natural pause. So uh, just a little inside scoop there. But I don't know. But thank you for FOS 420. And hey, the whole month of April this year, it is 420. So kudos to you, brother. You're going to have a hell of a month. All right. Let's see here, but I'm gonna start picking the fights. I gotta hit this timer here real quick. Uh, how do I even do it? See, I don't ever do these uh, these these uh, watches, but it is what it is. Okay, I'm gonna do it. 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 Boom. Okay. Anywho, we're gonna get to the fights. Enough of the radio time. Enough of the the garbage there. First up, fight of the night. The returning Sarah McMahon, I believe, after having a child against Lena Landsberg. So it's been quite some time since we've seen Sarah. Of course, we know she's an Olympic wrestler. Um so I do her, you know, last few fights matter? I don't know. She has to have two losses though. Uh both of them submissions, both of them triangle chokes. So hopefully she's been working on her triangle choke defense. But that's way back in February 2018. Both Marianne Renault and Caitlin Vieira. For that, she has three wins in a row. uh, Gina Danger, Alexis Davis, and Jessica I. Now let's go to Lena Landsberg. I believe she was once the challenger to the 145 title against uh, a starving division here, against Cyborg, when she was in the UFC. But she does have two wins in a row. Macy Chiawson and Tanya Evinger, who has not had the most... uh, Her career in the UFC has not gone as expected uh, but it is what it is. Before that, she has lost to Gianna Kuniskaya and also owns a win over Gina Danger, Gina Mazzani, and uh, a loss against Aspen Ladd. This one's tough because, you know, whether... I don't think with the Olympian, ring rust is so much real. But, you know, you, you go through a life-changing thing, you have another kid. Um, but then you got Lena. I I don't know what, you know... The strength of competition there. No, I take that back because Tanya Avenger is, is, is tough. And, uh, you know, the cyborg loss was a different weight class. It was way back in 2016. You know, as much as I would like to see uh, Sarah McMahon make a triumphant return and I hope that she does. You know, I don't wish anyone to lose um, except for Kevin Lee. But... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go on Landsberg on this. All right, Arnie Allen, Arnold Allen against Nick Lentz. Now, this is interesting. You know, the, what the odds makers aren't telling you, this play, this is taking place at 145 pounds. You know, Nick Lentz was at a point in his life where he said he'd never make 145 pounds. I'd like to know what he's doing, um, this time around. He said he nearly killed himself doing it. He said he was okay. When he was with Mike Dolce, then he tried doing it on his own. Super malnourished, did, did a lot of damage to his body, and then all of a sudden, here he is. Back making 145 pounds, so I'd like to know the background story about that. If anyone, uh, if anyone has any insight, hey Vinny Velez, that's right, UFC brother. Thank you for uh, thank you for hopping on. Hey, and if you're a, a podcaster like myself and you need to know how to record phone calls and whatnot, all you need is a mixer. It's just a real simple mixer in the podcast hotline kit. There's your plug, Vinny. Uh, Arnie Allen, let's take a look at him. Trades out at TriStar. Whole bunch of wins in a row dating back to August 2014 with most notably Gilbert Merlendez, Uh, I believe that we, and I, I don't think he's fighting for the UFC anymore after that one. Uh, Jordan Ronaldi, Mads Burnell, oh, Maquan Americani. Okay, so this guy does nothing but win. All right, then we got Nick Lentz. Well, I don't know the last time he fought 145 pounds is... And I don't know how this weight cut's going to go, and I don't like picking these fights ahead of time. You know, here it is a Tuesday night. You'll be hearing this on a Wednesday morning before weigh-ins even occur. So he just fought Charles Alvarez and lost to punches, probably prompting his move down to 145 pounds. Before that, he has wins over Scotty Hot Sauce Holtzman and Gray Maynard back in 2018. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, he hasn't fought at 145 pounds since his last loss to Charles Oliveira back in 2015. So this is really interesting. And if I'm going to make a real prediction here, he doesn't make weight. And I make these predictions often, and and, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't think he's going to make weight. He's older. He had trouble making the weight unless he's got some Dolce miracle up his sleeve or, or whatever. I don't think he makes it. I also don't think he wins this fight. I think Arnie Allen is or Arnold Arnold Allen, I, I heard him called Arnie today on uh, Anakin Florian and uh it just kinda stuck with me. Um, you know that, that Gilbert Melendez win is a big deal. I know Gil is on uh, on the decline, but you know, I don't see Nick Lentz having an easy weight cut and I don't see him winning this fight. Uh yeah, so Oh, friend of the IQ Realty account, Angela Hill taking on Hannah Cyphers. All right, well, let's take a look at this. I think Hannah is, from my I understand, undersized for this division. Um, she does have two wins in a row over Jody Escavon and Pollyanna. Viana. Uh, she did lose to Macy Barber, but a lot of people do, except for <tongue> Roxana Modafari. And boy, did I pick some fights wrong last week. Let's just get that out of the way. Connor blew it. I thought Cowboy would win for some reason. Uh, and I had faith in the wrong veteran. I, I thought is uh wily veteran status or whatever would, would, would overcome and and win that fight but and, and I I guess I underestimated Roxanne uh Montefiore, so it is what it is congratulations Roxy couldn't have been to uh just a more personal nicer girl on TV you know and, and and in real life from what I understand okay so let's take a look at Angela Hill here um you know she is the bigger fighter of the two she did just beat um, Ariane i can't say it. Carnalasi. Uh, for that she lost to Jan back in oh man, it's June 2019. So this will be man. She fought four times in 2019. That's crazy. One of them a month apart, which is which is ah uh, impressive. But she has a win over Jody Escobar and losses to Ryan Marcos, Courtney Casey. All right, I, I think by size and athleticism alone. I think that's going to make a big difference here. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, Angela Hill. Why not? Angela Hill. All right, this fight's a big deal here. A real big deal. Uh, Jafiel Desaños taking on... (laughs) I don't get your comment there, uh, MMA overall. Jamal Hill. I don't understand what that means. Okay. Uh, Jafiel Desaños versus Michael Chiesa. Now, let's think about this for a second here you know, both of them former, uh, lightweights moving up to middleweight. But here's a difference. I think that, um, you know, de Desanos is more seasoned at that welterweight and he has beaten some real tough guys, guys. I didn't think he would beat, but he's loses to the top two and three, you know, Colby Covington, Usman. Uh, I think Leon Edwards is right there. I don't, He's not fought Tyron Woodley, so I I can't tell you what's going to happen there. So this is essentially the fight to see who takes over Gatekeeper until Michael Chiesa beats a top two or three, you know, or four opponent, and which is very, very possible. But right now, he is going to take his Gatekeeper spot. I think if he wins this fight. Now let's take a look at this fight real quick here. Um, Dos Anjos, like I said, only loses to the cream of the crop. And, you know, his last fight, a risky fight, takes on Leon Edwards. Before that, he beats Kevin Lee, and that's important, because Kevin Lee, another really big 155-pounder that came up. I don't know that he's as big as Kiesa is, but, you know, Kevin Lee thought he was going to come up, use his wrestling, gas himself out, trying to take him down over and over and over again. Kiesa, not the most dynamic striker, striker but is he going to come in Blitzing him and trying to take him down over and over again. Will, how much bigger or smaller will he be than Rafael Dos I don't know. So we'll see. But like I said, that win over Kevin Lee before that two in a row, he loses to the top two in the division. Kamaru Usman, Colby Covington. But everyone else he beats. Robbie Lawler, Neil Magny. Uh, well, gosh, we're going back to 2017 here. His only losses at lightweight... Or to the (laughs) tops, excuse me. I'm a Habib, Tony Ferguson, Eddie Alvarez. Before that, he beats everybody, but he just can't make that weight. So this is interesting. Let's look at Kiesa here for a second. You know, beat a lot of good guys, including the one and only great Al Iaquinta. Um, uh oh, I just had a little bit of a computer malfunction here. I'm not sure what happened. Sorry about that. All right, let's take a look at Kiesa here. I'm going to have to upgrade computers, I think. Just beat Diego Sanchez, and that was a tough match, man. went all three rounds. Uh, Diego kind of gave him a run for his money there, but it's way back in July. (laughs) I believe Diego oil-checked him uh, at one point. All right? But he did submit Carlos Condon. That's a big deal. You know, Carlos, although on the decline, still very good. You know, he's always right, right there. Before that, he loses to Anthony Pettis. Don't think too much into that because... You know, he was on the bus in Brooklyn last April when, uh, uh, you know, the dolly got thrown through it. had some glass in his eye. He was set to take on Anthony Pettis that night. Here's the problem. He had to turn around, do another back-to-back weight cut, but he doesn't cut down to 155 very well. It's brutal for him. Doesn't make weight. Um, I mean, you know, you're you're one and a half pounds away. He made 157.5 pounds. You're one and a half pounds away. How bad off are you that you can't cut that pound and a half? And it killed him. I don't know. I'm not disparaging here, Anthony Pettis, but he did submit him, and Michael Chiesa never, ever returned to uh, lightweight again. So now we are going back here. He did lose to Kevin Lee, said he wasn't really choked, but I think he would have sunk it in eventually. You know, three big wins uh, before that Benil Diriouche, Jim Miller, Mitch Clark. <clears throat> yeah, I think he may have actually retired Mitch Clark. No, that's twenty fifteen, maybe not. But we'll see. You know, I I think I'm gonna go Hopfield Asanjos. He's used to that weight just a little bit more than Michael Chiesa. He's more dynamic. He is good on the ground. He gets a little underrated there. He has good takedown defense. Um and he's more of a dynamic striker, and he could keep him away. He could keep Kiesa away from taking those, uh, making those takedowns with, you know, I like to call distance, or rather, you know, those punches, those kicks, keeping him at bay so that he doesn't take him down. So, yeah, I think I am going to go with Rafael Dasanios. And we're going to get to the main event here. <coughs> Sorry there, a little cough. I, I feel I feel like I have this perpetual uh January cough here, so my bad there. Medicinal purposes. Alright. The main event of the evening, Curtis Blades, Jafio de Now I don't know what a win does for either of these guys because both of them have been beaten soundly by uh Francis Ngannou quarters blades, twice. Okay, look at this camera. Boom. That's so awesome. The focus comes back. It's incredible. All right, enough about my camera. And like I said, if you're on Periscope or YouTube, feel free to join in. Help me pick the fight here before I get to it. Um, we're about to take a radio break here. I, I don't do this very well, but I, I'm trying here. But radio break. And we're back. All right. Um, let's go here. Oh, that was my radio break alarm there. Like I said, not great at this. All right, let's take a look here. Curtis Blades just beat Shamil Ibarakamara. Okay, I can't say it. All right, Justin Willis. I thought he was going to beat Francis Ngannou in the rematch, and he doesn't. And Francis just knocks the lights out of him. Beijing, China... 45 seconds, round one. Before that, look at him, man. TKO's Alistair Overeem, beats Mark Hunt in a decision, Alexi Olenek. Uh, man, I mean, he's on a tear. He beats everyone that's not Francis Ngannou, basically. But the problem is a win doesn't really put him back up there in the top two because I think Ngannou's right there. Now, he is taking on uh um, very soon. Jarzinho, that would be Ngannou is, and that's March. So I don't know. It could be one of those situations where, where one of these guys somehow gets an in around to the title. Let's say Ngannou loses, and then all of a sudden uh, that one of them goes up against Jarzinho, and somehow they're back in the title conversation. I don't know. Um, and then you got Junior, of course, just beaten by Dos Santos. You know, he's alternated some wins and losses here and there, but. Uh, boy Ivanov, Tai Yavasa, Derek Lewis beats three in a row, three tough guys in a row. Derek Lewis, I think he gets him in the belly, uh, you know. But God, God love Derek. He's a uh, senior nutritionist now, um, you know. And then he loses, of course, a steep A in their rematch for the title. I don't know, man. This is kind of this is very very interesting. I, you know, Dos Santos is very good. He's been up and down. I think Blades is very good. He's been mostly up. But he loses to Francis Ngannou. Ah, this is a tough one, man. I, you know, we've seen with Cain Velasquez, if you can get in on him and clinch and take him down, he's not good like that, you know. And Cain beat him from pillar to post twice. After you know, after of course getting starched by Junior the very first fight. So I tend to think Curtis Blades going to come in with the same strategy. But you never know, Junior can catch a guy. Junior can catch a guy late too. He can catch a guy early. So we'll see. However, I think I'm this one, I'm going to go with Curtis Blades. Definitely. All right. Next up, another card this weekend. We are spoiled. We are witnessing history here. Chris Cyborg fighting in Bellator for the very first time for a championship fight, the featherweight championship. She could be a four-organization champion. Okay, Strike Force Invicta, UFC, now Bellator. And that's pretty incredible, I, I must say. Um, but before that, we, we got a few undercard fights to pick, which is very interesting. Henry Corrales, who I saw fight live in St. Louis years ago against Daniel Strauss. Funny story there. After the fight, Daniel Strauss comes and sits with Henry Corrales and then takes the little girl's uh, cheese fries and which was it was hysterical to watch and it was all good nature and and a and, and little girl was fine no worry, no worries so henry cross uh okay corrales i love that nickname they're like the okay corral if you don't understand the reference uh he did lose his last one to darian codwell you know i thought very much he could have he could have pulled that one off uh, before that a ton of wins in a row man Just really rebounded and come back after his loss uh, to Patricio way back when in 2016. Cody Bollinger, Noad Lahat, Georgie Caracanyan, Andy Main, and of course the underrated, overrated, whatever you want to call him, Aaron Pico. All right, let's take a look at Juan Archolada. Notable to say that Juan Archolada trains with the uh, great TJ Dillashaw. He did lose his last fight against Patricio. I thought he was probably going to win that. He did not. Of course, this fight taking place at 145 pounds. I mean, the guy hadn't lost up until then. But it's kind of a hooty fight, you know what I mean? Ed- <coughs> Excuse me, Eduardo Dantas, Ricky Mandeas, Jeremy Spoon, Robbie Peralta. No relation to Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I don't think. Um, So, really tough to pick, you know. He was mostly hyped up just because he trains with TJ Dillashaw. So it's very very interesting this fight. I do think, however, um, my computer is going nuts. I do think, however, Henry Corrales does win. Um, and hopefully it gets him back in there for a title shot at some point very soon. So yeah, Henry Corrales for the win. This one is interesting as well, Sergio Pettis. Okay. Let's take a look at his record here. If I can get it to pull up. Sergio Pettis coming over from the USC to Bellator, which is very, very interesting for me. Because he did it coming off a win. Crazy, right? Coming off a win because you know Bellator's apparently paying these guys. And I don't like to see that. I didn't I didn't like to see, especially, you know, I think the one that was the worst, not so much Ryan Bader, but Masasi. Gedgar Masasi, I thought, <coughs> could have been an absolute contender, 185 pounds, in ufc at any time. Like he came off on a win too. 205 as well. That guy was crazy. But we're not talking about Masasi right now. We're talking about Sergio Pettis. Okay, his last win, I'm sorry, his last fight was Tyson Nam. All right. Tyson Nam. And then that was at a flyweight. In a weak flyweight division, that's all of a sudden it's coming back. He beat him. All right. Before that, he has some losses here and there. You know, Rob Font at uh at I'm sorry, Bantamweight, Juicy Arpomega, of course. Another flyweight. He has a win, by the way. Did you understand this? A win at the challenger for the next flyweight title. Joseph Benavides. He has a win. Nobody understands that. I mean, he did go to Toe-Toe with Henry, but he lost. I mean, he's. This was a loss. I think it was a big loss for the UFC. But he's young. He could come back. But he might be getting paid. He may not want to. All right. Alfred Kachakan. Let's take a look at him real quick. All right. Nothing but wins. Nothing but wins. Okay. His last loss was 2017. Against Sean O'Malley. Maybe you heard of him. He might be pretty good. All right. He is pretty good. Uh, Hopefully Sean O'Malley comes back at some point too He does have a loss against Juan Archuleta I mean this guy's been up and down and up and down uh, Chris Beal He just beat I want Morales Keith Carson AJ Bryant So I'm assuming That this fight I'm trying to think here I guess it may be taking place At 135 pounds Which is really interesting It is 135 pounds. Huh. You know what? I I just tend to think with with Alfred's pedigree and 135 pounds that he may have this fight. Uh, You know, because Pettis does not do good at 135. He's a real small dude. So, yeah. I think Alfred may spoil Sergio Pettis' debut. Because it's not a flyweight. It's a pantomime. All right. Interesting. All right. Co-main, I assume. Darren Caldwell taking on Adam Borkes. All right, let's take a look at Caldwell first. Uh, like I said, he did just win. And, and by the way, if you are on the Periscope, before we wrap this up, feel free to chime in. All right. Yeah. So he did just beat Henley Corrales, like I said. Uh, Before that, he has two losses uh, in a row to Haraguchi, one in Ryzen, one in uh, back in Bellator. You know they ran it back in Bellator. Interesting, interesting. And I have a feeling this live stream may about be ready to blow because my computer is acting up. But I am recording uh, a backup. If you will, okay. Before that, though, wins, wins, wins. Okay, Noad Lahat, Leandro Higo, Eduardo Dantes, a rematch against Joe Tamenglio. All right, now let's take a look here at Adam Bork's young guy, five eleven. Okay, he's a lightweight, so I think this may be taking place at one hundred forty-five pounds, which is interesting. He was a lightweight. Uh, lots of wins. Pat Curran, Aaron Pico, uh, josinaldo Silva, Teodor Nikolov, Anthony Taylor, Michael Billick. All right, lots and lots of wins here. I, I, I tend to think that, though, they're probably setting this one up for Darian Caldwell. He did just beat a very, very tough Henry Corrales at 145 pounds. And I don't see... Where that's going to be any different? So, going for uh, Darian Caldwell here for sure. All right, the main event of the evening: Chris Cyborg, Julia Bud, and I am lagging bad here. All right, let's take looky, looky, looky. All right, Julia Budd, First of all. Nothing but wins for the longest time for a very long time. And oh yeah, we got plenty of time here. Let's take a look at that. 145 pounds wins over Olga Rubin, Talia, Kalida, sorry, Nogira, Arlene, Bianca, Marlos Conan. Okay, and that's for the inaugural championship way back when. All right, when did she lose last? Ronda Rousey, 2011, that was 135 pounds. Insane. She's gone on a run. The only two people she's ever lost to are the tops in the 135-pound division. Once to Ronda, once to Amanda Nunez. Back in 2011. Hasn't lost since. Insane. Chris Seiberg, only one loss, okay? Amanda Nunez, who may be the best ever, and that fight could have went either way. They both hit like a truck. I am rooting for Cyborg in this. She follows multiple accounts of mine. She has, you know, you don't know this about her. She's a good lady. And she has a great sense of humor. She knows my accounts aren't real, and she follows them. She laughs. She she likes. She retweets. And uh but that's not why I'm I'm rooting for, you know. It's it's a little bit why. A little bit. But yeah, just beat Felicia Spencer in the UFC off on a win. You know, it's just one of those other unfortunate things, but mainly because uh, her production team some, did something funny with uh, Dana White. Only loss. I, like I said, Amanda Nunez wins over Yannick Kunitskaya, uh, Holly Holm, Tanya Everger, Lena Landsberg. I can go on and on and on. The wins keep on coming, and I think they're going to come again. I think her debut, she's going to be super ready, super focused, and she's going to win her Bell Tour debut. And that's it. I picked the fights. And I hope to see you next time on the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com.